Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. It's your host, Sean Stroud, in case you forgot. I just want to give a big warning for anyone who's been listening to old episodes, because I have been posting them. If you couldn't already tell, due to the drastic dif- difference in quality, um, this is a new episode. This is up to date. This is me today, February fucking 27th, 2023. It is the 27th, right? Okay, cool. I just put that on a paper that I turned in, so I'm glad that that's correct. I didn't really look. Yes, that's right. I had homework to do when I got home. Something everybody wants to come home to after an eight-hour shift, but I fucking did it. And the assignment sucked, too, man. College is college, right? But I'm taking one of my courses. It's just literally an hour of PE. It's just an hour. Like, all most college credit courses... I think there are three college credit hours, three or four. This one's just a one-hour credit course just because I needed to finish it off. So it was cheaper at least, but, man, I just had to write like a 500-word, one-page response about my daily caloric needs and intake and what what I do during the day that balances that out. Like, I don't ever think about that, man. According to this formula that I put together, well, I did it twice, all right, because the first number was higher than this one. According to the formula that I put together, I need 2,850 calories a day to not lose weight, to just stay afloat. That's how many calories a day I need. Really, the other formula I used, because it depends on how active you are. So I used the most active one first. That one said I needed like 3,300 calories a day, which just sounds fucking stupid. So first of all, I'm not, I don't, I don't really buy into this science that much, but you know, it is what it is. I can pull 500 words out of my ass. So that's what I did. You do what you got to do. And I turned it in and we'll see what grade I get. It's a possible 50 points. If I get 30 out of 50, I think I'll be fine. I think I'll be happy with that. So, But I really can't complain too much, man. I had a, I had a pretty good Monday. Uh, how, how was your Monday, if today's Monday for you? If it's not, well, how was the last Monday that you had? I hope it was good. It's really easy for those to be the shittiest day of the week because it's the first day you go back into it, back into the, the throes of things. But today wasn't that bad. I pulled up, and it was only Aiden and Cullen at work today. I guess uh, Johnny and the new guy were busy, but I really think that was like the biggest factor as to why my day was so good. Aiden and Cullen, two dudes I I, I like. They're they're my homies, and if I get pissed at them at the end of the day, they're my homies. So I'm not gonna be that pissed at them. <laughs> Man, Cullen, fucking pissed me the fuck off the other day and you know homie if you're listening to this now you already know how it is i, I i've told you before i don't take anything that happens at work home if, if you piss me off at work i don't go home at the end of the day thinking that fucking cunt cullen i hate him i don't ever want to see him again so i'm i'm literally just saying this just for the podcast but last week at work it was like first thing in the morning i had just gotten there and I went to start breaking up metal because that's what I was doing the day before. It was the same job. And I knew it was a pretty easy job that I could just put my phone down and watch YouTube while I'm doing it. So I, I went over there to continue doing what I was doing. But there was some shit in my shoe. So I, I took it off, 
fucking doot, 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 dumped it out on the ground. Then I was putting it back on and tying it. Cullen comes up behind me and like starts doing the job that I was about to do. And I went, ah, ah. He said, what? And I'm like, I was about to do that. And he told me to go in the back and start lining shit. Well, there wasn't shit to line in the back. There wasn't anything ready to line. They were getting it ready. And, and there were already two people back there fucking with it. Well, really, it was only Aiden fucking with it. Because that was the only, you know, no one else could really do anything. So I just had to stand back there and wait. And while I was standing back there waiting for shit to do, of course, Robert comes back and says, Sean! And then, like, points his fucking finger at me and calls me into the office. And yeah, I got fucking yelled at because I wasn't doing anything. And on my way into the office, I've passed Colin and I turned and looked at him. I was like, this is your fucking fault, dude. Now I'm going to go get yelled at because you sent me back there to not do shit. Um, and I was pissed at him for the rest of the day because of that. That shit fucking pissed me off. But, uh, it, you know, it, it came down to like, like he, he came over and he was talking to Aiden or some shit. And I was talking to Aiden. And it just happened in the conversation. Like, he says something, and I chose to respond to it. I chose to talk to him. I chose to, you know, fuck it. What What's the point? Because I, I got to be honest, dude. It feels so good to hold a grudge. Like, I know people, I feel like a lot of people think it takes a lot of energy. And it does. But it feels so good to just be mad at someone, just to keep that fire because I want, I'm not going to lie, like, even though I enjoyed the, the conversation with Colin, afterwards, I completely felt, I, I kind of felt like I let myself down almost, like I had lost the fight, like, oh, you didn't stay mad at him, you softened up, you fucking lost, but I think I just got to grow up, man, just being honest, I got to, it's not worth it, I don't think, it, it was already said and done, what happened, it happened. I don't think he sent me back there with the intent that that shit would blow up and, you know, I'd get called out and get in trouble for it. I don't think that's what he intended to happen. But um, either way, it did. But I can choose to not be mad instead of choosing to be mad because that's what it is. It's It was it was me fighting that just natural. Let, let me talk to this dude. It, it was It, was, it would have been a choice, but... Um, no, I decided to be the bigger man. I'm not really even the bigger man. It's not like I apologized or I said, hey, it's okay. I just chose to let it go. That's what it is. Uh, should do that more often, I guess. But back to Monday today. <laughs> pretty good day. No complaints at all. It uh, went went by pretty quick, actually. One thing that helped that, as well as uh, you know, just having plenty of shit to do, it only being three of us, so not running out of jobs, and then... Yeah, it's Aiden Cullen, so it's chill. But other than that, I, uh, one of the first YouTube videos that I saw when I got to work was uh, it, it was a Dave Grohl interview by Apple Beats One. So I thought, okay, I'll check this out. I, I tap on it, it starts playing. And then guess who's fucking interviewing Dave Grohl? None other than Metallica's drummer, founding member Lars Ulrich fucking crazy dude i didn't expect that that was nowhere in the title if if i was posting that youtube video that would definitely be lars ulrich sits down with dave grohl for an interview about blah 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 but they didn't even like they completely hid that one complete surprise when i clicked on it but it was awesome 
They had funny stories. Dave Grohl is just like a goofy guy in general. So it's always cool seeing clips of him. And then Lars, I mean, it's fucking Lars Ulrich. I mean, Metallica's drummer. Metallica, the heavy metal band, one of the greatest ever. Uh, the Black Album, I mean, shit I've been listening to since <laughs> since before I could walk, probably. But that was a great interview. And then in that interview, they talked about another one that they had done uh, a while back whenever Death Magnetic came out. And I don't want to get this out of the way for first because I don't remember if I've said it or not. I have a sore throat today. So if I if, if I sound a little stuffy, uh, I would like to apologize. My my sincerest apology, but there's nothing I can do about it. I've been drinking water all day. I've been spitting out all the shit that ends up in my throat and I've been I even gargled fucking hot salt water. I haven't done that since I was sent to the nurse's office in like a school setting. That that's how you know I wanted this shit to be gone, but it didn't help at all, so I'm just sitting here with it waiting for it to go away. So I apologize for that, but they they talked about an interview that uh, they did for Death Magnetic for the release of that, and I went and found that, and it was Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins, rest in peace, Uh, they were sitting down with the whole band, and that shit was pretty funny too. It started with, uh, um, it, it was like a radio show too, as well as the video that I was watching, so every time they would come back, there would be like all this background, like Metallica music, and then this radio announcer guy would be like, Welcome back to Metallica HQ. We're sitting down with Lars, James, Robert, and Kirk, and they're being interviewed by Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins. And, and, and at first it was like normal, right? That was the intro to the show. So it was like, okay, that it is what it is. Uh, Dave started talking, asking questions. He sounded a little awkward at first, probably just getting into the whole thing because he's not an interviewer person. He's a fucking, he makes music. But uh, after a while, they settled into it and they started talking and everything was cool. And then they got they went to a break where I think they played a song, but they skipped over it because it was just on YouTube. And then they came back and Dave st- starts talking. He's like, well, guys, well, basically, or what what'd you guys think about that? Because I really like this part of the song. And then meanwhile, while he's t- or halfway through his, his sentence, the announcer comes back on because it's just someone pressing a pre-recorded fucking button. The announcer cuts him off like, we're back at Metallica HQ. You're sitting down with Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins. And, and then... <laughs> In the in the break in between, Dave started imitating it and and like making fun of the voice. Like, <laughs> here, I, well, nah, I'm not gonna look it up. I don't care that much. And plus, my phone's charging. It's on like two percent. But if you want to watch that, you can. It's it's pretty funny. Just just another example of Dave Grohl being a goofy ass guy. But he starts imitating and making fun of the announcer, and and uh, Taylor and starts adding on to like, yeah, I fucking hate that shit. But yeah, it was cool. It's cool getting to see all them. And then after that, I they, they brought up the Some Kind of Monster movie uh, midway through that interview. And I realized I hadn't watched that yet either. So I went back and started watching that. That Then basically that's a documentary of their making of, uh, I'm pretty sure, Saint Anger. And also so they recorded a lot of therapy sessions that, the, that they were doing around the time. Because Jason Newstead, who was the bass player, he had just left the band. 
the whole the whole reason he left the band was or um a, a big factor of why he left the band was because he had a side project called Echo Brain, I'm pretty sure. And James Hetfield, who's the vocalist of Metallica, also a founding member along with Lars, he didn't want him to put too much stake into that side project because he did, he wanted Metallica to be everyone's main focus. And Jason felt like he was being held back in Metallica, so that's what he wanted to do. And he ended up leaving because of that. He said he couldn't accept that. He, he, he couldn't deal with that kind of, um, I think, controlled acceptance is what he said, or limited acceptance, something like that, but... Because of him leaving, they all went through a bunch of therapy sessions. And it's really interesting to watch like the whole band dynamic uh, just on the surface like that. It's um, a whole lot of Lars and James arguing with Kirk Hammett being the the mediator. Like, come on, guys. We, we got better things to do than this. Come on, guys. And I, I haven't finished it yet, but... It's been really cool just getting to know all of them. Uh, you get to see James, like, he drives this cool hot rod car that he ha- I don't know what the specific, it's not like a Ford. It's not like a, a, a normal car that you'd see. It's like something you'd see on a racetrack. He, he was driving that, and he got pulled over while they were fucking recording. You get to see Lars with a bunch of his kids and shit. And it's funny seeing him interact with them, you know, as a big metal drummer, just the uh, the kind of duality of that. It's funny to see. And then Kirk Hammett, who, it, man, I forget. It was either it was either like Rick Rubin or Dave Mustaine that said Kirk Hammett sold them weed in high school. But either way, Kirk Hammett, someone who used to sell weed in high school, <clears throat> he I think it's funny. First of all, that he's like the egoless mediator guy throughout this whole thing. Like he 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 says that in part of the interview. Like he tries to be an example of. Uh, of a lower ego to the other guys. But he also, there's a, there's a clip of him at the beach getting to know, we get to know his personality a little bit. And it turns out he gave up hard drugs and all of that shit for surfing. <laughs> That's one of his big passions. And I'm not laughing cause it's silly or it's stupid. I'm laughing because that's so poetic. Like the, the, the stoner guy <laughs> gives up fucking drugs and shit to become a surfer dude. That's awesome. Plus, I never would have imagined that the, uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense, but I just never would have thought that the guy who's, like, ripping through all the solos on Metallica's shit is a surfer. It's it's just pretty cool. And he's also super laid back. But they, uh, he did start to get an attitude when they they came for his solos. They started talking about, well, I don't know if this is, uh, this is really what we want. This sounds a little traditional. We we want it to be like more more uh, old school like this, and then he goes off. He's like, "Man, I, I'm really fed up with this shit, man." Because it's like I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again. So if if I want to do something new on a solo, that's what I'm gonna do. I was just like, "Damn, Kirk, that came out of nowhere." All right, I'm here for it. But you know the. Um, the main takeaway from this, like I said, I haven't finished it yet, so maybe it'll be something else by the time I get to the end of it. But the main takeaway from this that I'm getting, dude should not fucking wear flip-flops. No, it's it's disgusting, it's unnecessary. We, we need to leave that to the feminine 
the the female gender. I was going to say the female race. We need to leave that to the female gender. That is not something men should do. I've always felt this way. My dad is also a flip-flop sandal wearer as a man, and it's uh, it's just fucking disgusting, dude. I'm already someone who, who is not fond of feet, not in any way, shape, or form, and men feet just like three times worse. They're all fucking rigid and muscular. They look like something off of a dinosaur or some shit, like a rhino foot. I don't know, but god damn, dude. So many times I just see this, like one of the dopest, one of the most influential metal, thrash metal bands ever. And I'm seeing them all sitting around talking about their feelings, wearing flip-flops. It's like, God damn, you're killing the fucking image right now. Not the talking about the feelings part. I respect that. I can respect, you know understanding how you feel and telling someone else in order to try to get over a problem. I, I, I respect that, but flip-flops? Ugh. I mean, maybe they get a little bit of a pass because they're all from California. I don't know specifically where Huntington Beach comes to mind, but just as I said Huntington Beach, uh, Avenged Sevenfold came to mind, so maybe that's what I'm confusing it with. But I'm I'm 90% sure Metallica's out of California, which is kind of funny to think about too, because I think of California, I think of like Beach Boys, <laughs> shit like that. I don't think, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. But yeah, definitely influential. Um, great shit. I'm gonna finish it tomorrow. Whenever I find cool stuff like that and just kind of fall into a rabbit hole, that really is a great way to eat my day away. Just just make the just make work go by super fast. But that was my Monday. Pretty nice Monday. No complaints. No complaints. Last week, I, I realized I forgot to tell tell y'all about this, but I was actually visited. I was watching The Last of Us, catching up on an episode in my room just Chilling, vibing out in my underwear. And all of a sudden. Oh, shit. Who the fuck's at my door? So I get up. I start getting dressed because I'm in my fucking underwear. And and I get it. It's 3 o'clock. I should be dressed by now. But it's also Sunday. So I don't work. So I don't have shit to do. But I'm getting dressed. And then there it is again. Said, I'm coming. I'm in my underwear. I'm thinking like all kinds of shit like oh my gosh is it is it the the landlord is someone getting on my ass am I in trouble I start f- spraying Febreze in the air cuz you already know I was smoking I'm watching the last of us I'm getting into it all right I want the zombies to pop out at me so I'm I'm sitting there just conked out awakened from my my uh re- relaxation state I'm just panicking running around I'm finally dressed one more knock and then I get to the door I don't even peek out the peephole because that's that's how like into it I am, ready to ready to go, trying to get it get it, get the door open. I open the door, and he sees these two nerds in suits outside, <laughs> and then one of them, I guess the leader of the two, goes, "Hello, we're from the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, and we're wondering if we would like if we could interest you in the purchase of Jesus." 
So I told him straight up. I was like, well, well, I'm not going to say straight up. That implies I was rude. I was honestly as nice as humanly possible, which I don't know where that came from. I think it was already prepped for if it was like management or some shit. I was ready to charm their socks off. So it just came through either way. But I said something along the lines of, well, I really respect what you guys are doing. And I, I hate to say you wasted your time, but my mom is really religious and I, I get this talk from her like every day. So I appreciate it, but I'm not really interested. I, I totally respect what you're doing though. And I hope you have a great day. And then by the time I'd finished talking, my neighbor had opened their door. So I closed my door to let them be subjected to whatever happened next. But yeah, that was funny, man. Some fucking Jesus salesman scared the shit out of me. I told my mom about it the next day too. I was like, I told him you already, you already, uh, fuck, you already tried your pitch. You you already called. I said, uh, put me on the do not call list. You know they do have a no soliciting sign like at the front of the apartment place too. So, wondering what's up with that. Is it not soliciting when it's Jesus? I I don't know. Speaking of my mom. Speaking of my mom, I went to my parents for dinner last week, and it was pretty good, man. It was much needed. I had I had kind of planted the seed of the idea a, a week prior. I told mom, man, you should make some lasagna or something and invite me over. Said, oh, yeah? I was like, yeah, you know, lasagna, something good, invite me over. Tired of cooking. But really, I just... I don't ever spend time over there anymore. On the weekends, whenever I go over there, I'm doing my laundry. And when I'm not doing my laundry, I'm going to the grocery store. So I'm, I'm not really there to sit down and chat because I, I still have, like, homework and shit to do when I get home. And I just want to fucking relax because it's the weekend. And I work. You know, the, the American dream is, is set so that we work a third of the fucking day. It's like I, I need relaxation time after that. But So I said that shit. Hoping that uh, give me an excuse to go over there for an afternoon, spend some time, relax. And sure enough, she came through. She told me, chicken fried steak and gravy, Friday. I said, I will be there. Soon as I walked in, man, it smelled so good. I can, I can kind of smell it right now, no bullshit, just thinking about it. I just had to stand there and look at it for a second and take it, take it all in. And uh, I had pulled up at just just about the right time because not soon soon at, not long after I walked in, dinner was done. I made my plate first before anybody else could. I finished eating, went back, got more mashed potatoes with gravy. You know I put gravy on top. There was corn too, but that was that was just to the side. No one really cared about. The, I didn't care about the corn. I was there for the mashed potatoes and gravy, chicken fried steak and gravy. Man, it was so good. Got to relax, catch up with my parents a little bit, uh, tell them the good news, which I don't know if I've said on the podcast, so I'll go ahead and announce it. I'm getting published. Yes, that is that is correct. I, I submitted an article about posthumous uh, releases and how they ruin uh, artists' legacy after they're gone. I, I submitted it to the, the school newspaper. And apparently, it was good enough for them to put it in the paper, because that's what's going to happen. 
I'm waiting on, they're supposed to send me some edits that I need to make just for, I don't know, clarity, shortening, uh, because I'm a shitty writer. I haven't found out yet. Still waiting on the edits, so we'll see. But I'm pretty fucking excited about that, man. I, I It's just, it's pretty cool. I mean, just just for someone else to say, like, yeah, that's good. That's good enough to put into this. That's That's huge, man, but... One thing, this is something I'm noticing about me just more and more over time. It's so hard. It's so hard for me to let myself feel uh, achievement, for, for me to feel like I've accomplished something. Because even even as I'm like trying to say for the podcast, and, and this is how I feel, this is actually how I feel, but even as I'm saying like, yeah, it feels great. I'm happy that it happened. I, I feel good about it instantaneously as I'm saying those words there's also a voice in my head going yeah but you can't get used to that feeling yeah but you need to do more yeah but really you didn't put that much work into it so it's not it's not um you know it not worthwhile it's not uh I can't come to the word right now but um and, and that's not even the case it's not that I didn't put that much work into it it's that there's not any more work that I could have put into it. I, I literally like sat there and read it four or five times before I sent it in. And there's nothing else I could edit. There just it, it just wasn't that big of a of there wasn't that much depth to the topic. Not not any more than I had already procured, but man, it's fucking frustrating. Man, it is fucking frustrating. Just instantly as soon as I'm happy about something, it's like, yeah, but you need to do this. Yeah, but next time you could do that. And and I don't know where that happened, man. Because I swear in high school, I just didn't care. It wasn't... And now it's that I care too much. So I'm not sure where the overcorrection happened. But I, I, I think it's just the reality of life. And the fact that if you're not above and beyond everyone else, you're not going to get shit. And I think that's got to be what it is. So I, I'm I'm just overly being tough on myself. In hopes that one day it'll pay off. And who knows? It might. We'll see. <laughs> and it, I don't know. We will see how it goes. But the long story short and the good news, I got published. So that was awesome. And then, yeah, dinner with my parents was good. It was cool. Mom's been mom's been pretty busy, actually. She's been doing uh, notarizing for people, which I think is pretty easy i think you just have to pass a test and you get a stamp i think eileen is a notary too or she was something like that but she's been doing that for people she's been uh she still has her plant business going and she actually just got more chickens to lay more eggs so she's been making a lot of money just with her like side hustles she doesn't even have a job it's just all the shit she does at home <clears throat> and that's pretty awesome <clears throat> i'm sorry i maybe maybe water will help it's my throat. I warned you. I warned you. All right. One second. All right. Mm. But yeah, that shit's really cool. It's cool to see. And it's all s stuff that she enjoys doing. So that's awesome. All right. Now to the thick of it. Kurt Travis, that's right. He came to town. I went to go see him. Went with Kevin. And you know what? Kevin was the goat. He said that he would drive. And I was etern not eternally grateful. I was, um, fuck, what's an adjective? Come on, dude. Come on. What's an adjective? I was extremely, that's the word, extremely, 
There we go. I was extremely grateful because I had driven to Fort Worth two weeks prior to go see Animal Jam. And while it wasn't a horrible drive, it was an hour both ways, or in a two hours round trip, an hour there, an hour back. So I wasn't trying to do it again. Kevin was down. We, we get hopped in the car. But the concert started at 6. We left a little late, so we didn't get there till after that. But the concert started at 6. It was an hour drive, which made eating kind of weird. <clears throat> so we ended up trying to leave like 4.30 uh, to get there early, get some food, and then go to the concert. I don't know where shit is in Fort Worth. Uh, I, I was low-key trying to see if we could find a chicken place, hot chicken place, so we could make Michael jealous, just try something that he's never going to be able to try because he's not going to drive to Fort Worth for chicken. He'll drive to, like, shit, is that Plano uh, or is it Carrollton? Right up there with tongue-in-cheek. It's, like, somewhere around there. He'll drive up there for chicken, but no one's driving an hour for fucking chicken. But alas, the only chicken places in this area of Fort Worth were Jack in the Box and Wendy's. So that was an easy pass on that. Kevin knew this burger place, though, uh, Fred's Texas Cafe. So we pulled up there, sat down. And as we were walking in, I'm sorry, we were getting sat. And as we were walking to our table, there were two huge tables, like... Two eight tops put together probably twice. So like 32 chairs all together. Just a huge ass white family. And it is important that they're white. I will tell that that will come up very soon in the story. Huge white family. And as we walk past them to get to our table, because our booth is like behind one of the, uh, I guess it's a 16 top now. The booth is behind one of the 16 tops. As we're walking past that table to get to our booth, I hear these two white ladies go, oh, you, you sure you want to sit there? <laughs> oh, I don't know if they want to sit there. <laughs> because they think the world fucking revolves around them. And because now we like entered their vision, we're now in their rom-com or their action adventure, their thr- whatever movie is going on in their head. So they have to comment on it. And I, I didn't I didn't even react because I've lived with a white woman for a majority of my life. So I'm used to these things. Uh, Kevin just tried to laugh to be polite or whatever. But th- then we sat down. Didn't think much of it. But God damn, that's just add that to the reason I hate white women, bro. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm white because I feel like I can say that with no backlash. Just just as if I was another race, I could say that about my own race as women, but that's um <laughs> white women are a special breed for sure. We ended up finding out later the reason they said that uh our server told us because they um apparently they had scared off like three tables, three tables had uh left to go eat somewhere else and and after the server left after telling us that me and Kevin looked at each other and we're both on the same page s- saying what <laughs> we're just eating bro like i I've, I've barely even noticed the sound kevin was like yeah as long as i can talk to you and there's food in front of me I, there's not really an issue I'm like yeah same page but the food was pretty good she uh she had came to take our our drink orders initially and normally when a bartender or i'm sorry a server asks what do you what are you having to drink that's normally an open invitation to order a drink but 
because I'm not 20 yet, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not 21 yet, I did not want to get ID'd and be told no. So I just said, I'll start with a water for now. But Kevin ordered some fucking ales, seltzer, fucking cider. That's what it was. He ordered a cider. She didn't ID him, so when she came back to bring him that, I asked, do, do you guys have margaritas? She's like, yeah. I said, can I get a frozen pineapple one? She said, okay. And then walked away and brought it back. No issue. So, boom. That is the, I believe, the second drink that I've gotten without being carded. Now, of course, I wait until, you know, the last six months before I turn 21 to start trying to do this shit. But it's frisky business. I don't know what happens if they catch you doing that shit, but I don't know. They might, maybe they cut your license in half. I don't, they can't, could they call the cops on you for that? Who knows? That's why I'm not a lawyer. Or, or maybe I don't know that because I'm not a lawyer. But regardless, the, the, the pineapple margarita was pretty good. And so was my burger. Kevin got a patty melt. I got like a burger with onion rings on the burger. My shit was twice the size of his. It was the same amount of meat, but it was just stacked up. It was hard to fucking, hard to finish, but I did. I ended up having to take the buns off. That's that's, that's how you know you're getting... Uh, deep into it with a burger you got to take the buns off to finish it that's a a struggle mode but i got through it i got through it no waste and the onion rings were pretty good too you you know how on a good onion ring i'm thinking i'm thinking what a burger i'm thinking griffs right now you know how on a good onion ring it's like crispy golden more almost darker brown on a good onion ring and then you bite into it Mmm, that crunch the sweetness, but the savoriness of the batter. That's a good onion ring. So when they brought out these pale onion rings, I was thinking, shit, I just wasted my fucking money. But I've been into them, and you know what? I was reminded not to judge a book by its cover. Because those were some good onion rings. They were very good. He, even Kevin had one and agreed. He, he, he said the same thing that I was thinking. He was like, damn, I wasn't expecting that. I thought you wasted your money. Said, Me too! We were good. Finished up there and left. The uh, The white women didn't bother us on our way out because they had already left. We were actually passing them and, and they're like herd of fucking kids on our way out. And god damn, dude. I, I, I said this to Kevin, so I guess I'll say it here. But like I said, 32 top. All right. I'm just painting the picture for you first. 32 top. Maybe... Maybe five of them were parents. It was just an abnormal amount of kids. Disgusting. All just little freaky white kids running around. They weren't rambunctious. Well, no, they were. Yeah, Kevin almost got kicked in the head. He was. We were sitting in a booth. He was on the opposite one from me. And they were in the booth behind him climbing over each other. And I just watched a foot go over his head. And I'm, he saw the look on my face, like, what, what? I said, you almost got knocked out. Not really. It was like a four-year-old, but you know what I mean. But anyway, we, we were walking out, and we just walked past of all these, like, knee-high little munchkins. And I said to Kevin, you know, I've never thought this before, but looking at all those kids, all I could think was how many fucking times 
that those people have to fuck to make all of those kids. There were at least 20 kids there. You don't, not everyone, all right? I'm not going to say you don't because there are definitely some unlucky souls that do. But not everyone gets a kid on the first fucking pop, all right? It takes a couple of nuts busted to make a kid. But, jeez, they, they clearly had no issue getting there with this family. I mean, fuck. There were... <laughs> We were witnessing like the next generation of Walmart employees, like a whole fucking, a whole McDonald's crew is what we were looking at right there. One of them, if they came into some inheritance money, they could open a restaurant, it, it could be all family themed, because they were all around the same age. But geez, there must have been six kids to a parent. That, that, I think that's what the math worked out to, which is just disgusting. Kevin and I talked about, see, I, I know I said me and Kevin earlier, so I tried to bring it back to Kevin and I. Kevin and I, we talked about, like, what normal, what the normal number of kids would be. I think the conclusion we reached, three. Three is, like, the normal amount, just enough to have a middle child. Two is cool, too. So is one. I mean, one is only child. Everybody knows about that. But once you hit four, that's when it's like, okay, we need to do something now. My parents tried to stop at three, man. My dad got his tubes tied or his, or cut, whatever they do to a guy. They, they they yanked his balls off. He still had our had Grady, so then mom had to get her tubes tied or whatever they do to girls. They you know zip, they zipped it up. <laughs> whatever happens, uh, and and so far so good. So good for that. We don't need any more fucking kids, especially not at this point. But four, four and above, that is, uh, that's danger level. That's rambunctious activities. But we headed to the concert venue after that. We got there, pulled up, walked out to it, and realized that we walked out to the wrong place. So we quickly checked the map, but luckily it was around the corner, so... Not not that big of an issue. It was it was just the difference between the theater and a, a room in the theater. But you didn't go through the theater to get to the room. It was like a different entrance on the way other side of the building. Regardless, we made it in. And as we made it in, I started to pull my rings out of my pocket because I didn't want to have... I was eating a burger, right? Onion rings. I didn't want all my rings to get greasy and shit. So I had them all in my pocket. Started to pull them off and put them on. And I... Realized that I only had two out of five of my rings. So I really, I tried not to go into panic mode. I said, Kevin, can we go to your car? I said, yeah. So we went and checked. And luckily, they were in his car. They were in his car in the uh, in the passenger seat, just in the in little crevice. And we didn't have to go back to the restaurant. There was no big commotion. And the other thing that was in the seat, my Sharpie. So I grabbed that because I was definitely going to get a record signed tonight, all right? I had brought the, um, I didn't have happiness. I thought I did, Dance Gavin Dance. I thought I had their happiness record. It turns out that shit's just on back order. I ordered it way back in November, and it still hasn't gotten here. So I'm still waiting on that. Someone in Kentucky hasn't clicked the right button yet to send my shit through We'll see when it gets here, but I did have the their self-titled uh, album, the a lot of people call it the Death Star album, so I grabbed that. I had that in the Urban Outfitter bag, already had it with me. 
thank God that I saw that Sharpie too when I got my ring. So I put the Sharpie in my pocket, put my rings on. We were good to go. Walked inside, scanned my ticket, went and found a spot. We were chilling. We were a little late, so we did miss one of the openers. But the the first opener that we got to saw was a band. We got to saw the first opener that we got to see was a band called Giveaway, and they kicked ass, man. I still need to listen to them on Spotify, but I actually ended up buying one of their shirts after the show. I did lose it though. <laughs> I think it's in Kevin's car. Well, t- to be determined on that, but they were good enough to make me buy a shirt. And I think that is the ultimate test of like an opener band that you've, you're seeing for the first time. Uh, all the bands after that were okay. The 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 last, well, no, I, I can't just skip over this one. The next one after them, they were all right. But they, they if you've heard a lot like Birds, you've heard the rock songs where it, it'll just be kind of atmospheric guitar music like, Just kind of setting uh, an overtone. And then underneath it will be some dude just giving a a Shakespearean monologue like, I don't know what has led me to this moment, but I do know that everything has prepared me for this. And I know that no matter what I say or do now, the consequences will be dire. But regardless, I'll push on and forever I will always remember this moment. And then it'll go, and really start into it. But like the, the, the buildup was that monologue, right? They do that a lot in a lot like bird songs, and they do it pretty well. And you know why? It's because that's not the whole fucking song. That's just one part or a, or a uh, interlude or it leads to something else or it's the end of something. It's not just it. That's all this band was. It was just one dude the whole time. <laughs> just just talking like he was giving a fucking debate club speech while everyone else was in the jazz club, you know, jamming behind him. Just and and furthermore, if you vote yes, I do on the policy, then the proceedings will happen and the results will be and just just keep it on going. And it was like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. So me and Kevin were vibing with it. The, the the tipping point was there was a dude off to our right who, I mean, we couldn't help but notice him because he had passed by us at least five times up to this point to get a fucking Modelo. That is the only thing he came back with every time. He fucking always came the same way to pass by us and came back with one fucking Modelo in his hand. And we noticed halfway through one of their songs, the second opener, he didn't do it for the first opener, but the second opener... This dude just like reached out both of his arms. Completely packed crowd, right? Completely packed bar. We're all huddled in. He just reaches up and out both of his arms and and start like like he's trying to tell a tree to grow, like wafting upwards with both of his hands, just trying to get like <laughs> like I had never seen it before, but Kevin said like if it's a if it's a solo or a singer like really belting out like yeah and then, then he could see someone doing that. Like, yeah, g- give it all you've got. Give it all you've got. You know, wafting both of his hands up. But this dude was doing it for the whole song. He didn't stop. It wasn't like it was his favorite part. And so he got into it. And he's like, yeah, really, you know, give it, give me more, give me more. It wasn't like that. 
He, he was just fucking drunk. I don't I don't know what his deal was, but it became too much to 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 handle with a straight face because me and Kevin started laughing during their songs, and I felt bad because their songs weren't bad. But uh, I mean, only that one part was was the dude that kept just talking and talking and talking. But this guy did not quit. He he persisted through the rest of the night doing this like like he was trying to get a tree to grow. Like, if you've ever been in band in high school and you see your uh, director just really try to get everyone to crescendo, just all the way up, all the way up. It was fucking hilarious. And one of the times he came back by, he, he as he was coming back to re-enter the crowd, he said something along the lines of, I, I, I gotta get to my girlfriend, she's over there. And I turned and said to Kevin, I am so glad to have learned that. Any other time, any other time I hear a random dude just say something about his life, I could give two fucks. But the loser that's over here trying to make fucking trees grow, trying to waft up the sound and shit, just probably making the sides of his arms smack whoever's in front of him, smack him in the side of the head the whole time. I- I'm happy to know that this dude is going back to a woman over there. That is, <laughs> it's precious knowledge. Not something I would have guessed for sure, but... That that dude was definitely enjoying the concert, needless to say. Unfortunately, it was around this time, however, that a fucking... A, a girl in a leather jacket just somehow appeared to my left. And she kept fucking bumping into me, dude. And it was already pissing me off that she was bumping into me. But the other thing that pissed me off is I know that she was hot and sweaty as fuck under that leather jacket. And the reason I know that is because I came, I, I had worn my puffer jacket to the concert, right? The Hunter Hunter one, the one that I always get compliments on and that I continued to get compliments on on this night. I had worn that because it was cold outside, but it was hot as fuck in there. So I had already taken it off and I was holding it in my arms. Kevin, he wore a sweater and did the same shit, already taking his sweater off. We had both commented on how hot it was and it was, uh, it was a lot nicer once we did get him off. So I know that this bitch... In a leather jacket, heavy as shit. Like I went, she kept fucking bumping into me. That's the issue I'm building up to. But from from her bumping into me, I could feel that her jacket was heavy. So I know that she was just fucking musty as fuck under there. But anyway, she kept bumping into me, and so like a gentleman, I tried taking a step the other direction because I don't mind. I don't mind uh, you know bumping into Kevin. I know him. And I would just like to get this out of the way. If it was one of the concerts like the Pierce the Veil concert or, you know, any any one of these um, crazy concerts that I've been to that's pretty mosh pity, everyone's already touching each other and, you know, it's just a tight space. That's one thing. That's fine, bro. That's kind of what you're getting into when you go to a concert. But up until this point, up until this leather jacket bitch, <laughs> is that... I feel like I'm being a little too hostile every time I say bitch, but I don't know her name, <laughs> you know? Can't say fucking until Rebecca showed up, but until she had showed up, that wasn't an issue. No one was bumping into me. If I was bumping into anyone, it was Kevin, and I was just, like, getting his attention for some shit. But this bitch showed up, and now I've just got, like, someone fucking hit my arm every two seconds. It's annoying. So I took a step to the right to to be closer to Kevin and hopefully she would stop. She didn't stop. So then I did the, I I ascended to the next tier of confrontation 
one one time she bumped me, I like pushed my arm back a little bit to to get her, you know, stop to send that message. She still fucking didn't. So I skipped like the next three levels and just went all the way to the top. I, I turned to her. I was like, can you stop bumping into me? And she gave me such a look like she already had an ugly fucking face, but the ugly look she gave me just magnified it even more. I immediately turned to Kevin and we started making fun of her. <laughs> and he looked at her and he, uh, he he backed up what I said because I just got a quick glance. But he was getting like the, the side view, just the full like look at her. He's like, yeah, bro, she looks like fucking the witch from The Wizard of Oz. And then I pulled up a picture from this this old show called Reboot. She looked like one of the the villains that that's like super pale and has like a curved nose. This bitch's chin almost kind of curved up too. It's like they were trying to touch each other. They just hadn't made it there yet. Anyway, I I think she finally stopped after that, and that was pretty much the only uh, the only real annoyance during the concert. I mean, there was one time once uh, Kurt Travis finally came out. And he started playing some bangers. This dude behind me, he was just like, you know, jumping up and down in a concert, right? What do you do with your arms? Well, if you're a decent fucking person, your arm is in the air or your arm is like to yourself. What your arms aren't doing is fucking touching other people, just hanging all on them like they're a fucking table. Because that's what this dude was doing to me. He was jumping up and down, and every time he would come down, like his fucking fist just just landed on my back. Like I'm a fucking, I don't know, a, a drum or some shit. Like I'm a fucking cajon over here he's trying to beat on. And so eventually I just turn around and, and look at him and, and I catch him as he's coming down and he just looks stupid as shit. And I'm really glad that I got, I turned around when I did cause he looked like a fucking five year old. And as soon as I looked at him, he kind of realized like, Oh, I'm being a fucking dumbass right now. And he stopped. I didn't even have to say anything and I turned back around and it wasn't an issue again, but that was that. But the, uh, the concert, <laughs> Notice how that's the thing I'm talking about least is the actual concert. The concert was pretty good. Uh, I, I want to go back just for a second. The opener, right? Um, the band that went on right before Kurt Travis, they played um, PYT by Michael Jackson, and I was pretty surprised by that. And, and now I know I say that, and everybody, you you probably hear that, you think, oh shit, maybe they probably butchered that, huh? But I got to say, the uh, their singer had a, a certain R&B quality to him that I, <laughs> hold on, just just uh, just to the side, that sounds like something a, a Grammy judge would say, <laughs> like, to be racist without being racist. <laughs> that singer, he has a certain R&B quality to him that I, I just, I can't distinguish. And they're talking about, like, Darius Rucker, is that his name? The, the dude who made a wagon wheel? They're, they're like talking about him. It's a country song. Yeah, Darius Rucker, the dude who made wagon wheel. Like, there's a certain R&B essence to him. I just can't discern it. Like, no, but uh, <laughs> I, I completely lost. Okay, the, the opener right before Kurt Travis. Yeah, he, he kind of had like a The weekend thing going on with his voice. So they did justice to the song. It was pretty cool. Uh, after them, Kurt Travis came out. He was great. He played some of his solo stuff, played some of his A Lot Like Bird stuff, and then finally played some old Dance Gavin Dance stuff. All really awesome. 
get into here. Um, what was it? Uh, Skyrocket. No, Skyhook. That's what it was. Getting to hear Skyhook live was cool. Then he played Strawberry Swisher Part 2. And, of course, he played Uneasy Hearts Way the most because he got to play that. That's like his, I don't want to say his greatest contribution to Dance Gavin Dance, but definitely the most recognizable, the most known one. Everybody knows that song. After that, he headed out. And he, he got off the stage really quick. So it, it, it immediately became evident that I wasn't going to get him to sign my record. So that, that kind of sucked. But on tour with him was an old Dance Gavin Dance guitarist named Zachary Guerin. And he had been playing the whole show. And I was actually positioned like right in front of him uh, where he was at on the stage. And, and me and Kevin, you know us, we worked our way up to the front. So we were already pretty close. And so when they finished up, he started putting his guitar up and then he came back to the front to like wrap up a chord or some shit. So I had already given Kevin my jacket. I was already ready. I got the vinyl out and I fucking stuck it out. I was like, Zachary Garen, Zach, just, just whatever. I don't know what he likes to be called. I don't know him. So I was just saying everything, just any combination. And there was a nice dude next to me. He's like, yo, Zach, can I get a signature over here, bro? Yo, Zach, can I get a signature? And, 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 <laughs> It was a white dude with long hair. I know it doesn't sound like that from the way I just talked, but he was, and he was talking that way. He was super nice. But eventually he came over, he took it, and he asked if I had a Sharpie, which I fucking did because I forgot my rings and I had to go back and get it. So I fucking thrust my hand into my pocket, pulled out my Sharpie, and gave it to him. He signed it, and my night was made. Made the whole trip worth it, made the tickets worth it, made the drive worth it, everything. And that's what's up. So that was cool. I still have it. I put it in plastic now. Really happy about that. After that, we got a we got slushes at Sonic, and then we both went home. And I went the fuck to sleep because I was tired. I was really tired. My feet hurt from standing up, too. The next day... Not too much happened, except I went and got dinner with Eileen. She was pretty cool. Uh, we were trying to plan ahead. Or I was trying to plan ahead, though. I I said, well, I know we're probably going to go to cook to uh, Coquitas, so we should just make our own margaritas before or after, save some money. Plus, I'll probably still have some tequila left over. She asked if I already had tequila, and I said, no, we, we could just go buy some. And then she informed me that apparently in the fucking Bible Belt state of Texas, liquor stores are closed on Sundays. And I said, no way. And I looked it up and I looked through the list of closed fucking liquor stores and I was fucking astounded, dude. There is no, like... Because it's Jesus's fucking day, we can't buy liquor today. We we can't buy alcohol. Wasn't this dude all about water to wine? And now we're just no, you can't drink today. I guess I shouldn't say too much. We can buy wine and beer, but that's low level, bro. If I'm trying to get drunk, I'm trying to get fucking drunk. I'm not trying to get just just barely do it. Have to drink fucking six beers to feel some shit. No. Let me take two shots. It's efficiency. Uh, I just, that was ridiculous, man. That I, I was so surprised. I guess that's something you don't learn until you actually can buy alcohol, but 
What a what a fucking damper on things, dude. I can't believe I've lived my whole life not knowing that you can't buy alcohol on Sunday. You just gotta be ready. If if you got shit planned on Sunday, well, goddamn it, you better get your liquor on Saturday, cause the 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 good Lord wouldn't want any uh any liquor purchases on his day, would he? I don't know, man. That that <laughs> that whole thing's pretty just ri- ridiculous, but. You know who does sell alcohol on the weekends on the border? She stopped by, got some uh, to-go margaritas, pulled up. We drank those and went to Kukita's to get dinner. I hadn't eaten very much all day. I had like a bowl of cereal, so I fucked up my chilaquiles. This, this might be the first time that I finished the whole fucking plate, beans and all, but my plate was clean. We uh, f- finished up there and left and yeah, pretty good, pretty good night, pretty good, uh, I'm still thinking about the chilaquiles, bro, I got home today, I haven't eaten dinner yet, because I'm, I gotta reheat some shit, and I I was about to say, because I feel, I'm feeling lazy, but goddamn, reheating shit is not that hard, bro, (laughs) I need to just go up there and do it, I, 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 I clean the pan at least, so it's drying, be able to do that in a second, but got home today, ate some cookies that I got from QT, and just instantly thinking about those fucking chilaquiles. I've even been making my own now. I don't know if I've said that on the podcast yet, but I finally did it. I I found the same YouTube video that got me interested in them in the first place however many years ago. But I found the same video and said, fuck it, I'm doing this today. And it was super easy to make, let me tell you. Literally, here. If you're interested in making chilaquiles, I got you. This is so easy. I can tell you right now. Get a pan. Turn the heat on. Heat up the pan. Get get your favorite salsa. Whatever salsa you already have that you use that you dip your chips in. Cover the bottom of the pan in it. Not too much, but just enough. A, a, a little layer, right? Let the salsa heat up for a bit. Dump your fucking chips in it. That's it. Stir the chips around until it gets kind of soggy. Your, your desired level of sogginess. And then... Pour it on a plate. Pour the extra salsa that was on the bottom on top of the chips, and there you go. The chips have soaked up the salsa flavor. It's a nice little little meal, and if you want something more, you can fry an egg. Throw that on top. Super easy, dude. Literally less than 10 minutes. So I suggest you try that this week, if, if, if anything. I mean, if, if you're looking for some, something new, because that's something I'm always looking for, some new shit that's easy to eat that I like. Oh my gosh, I just killed my fucking ears. Holy fuck. I hope you did not... I hope that wasn't loud enough to go through the mic. Because god damn, I just blew my ears out. It was that one... Whenever you press the wrong key on the computer and it goes... It just did that in my ears. And jeez. That's 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 another uh, two decibels to the tinnitus. But no, I think that's... Um, yeah, I think that's about it for this week. So, hope you guys have a great week. I will catch y'all next week. And I just want to say, I know I've been posting late on these Mondays, but my reason for that is because Sunday, I've got a lot of homework due. I've got like three assignments due at least on every Sunday. And I'm not necessarily a responsible student, so I don't get most of them done beforehand. So, Sunday night, I am fucking scrambling i mean last night yeah i didn't get to bed till i didn't turn my shit in until like 11 40 something let's do it 11 59 so yeah 
was was definitely a scramble, but I'm getting it out today, so hell yeah. And if you're listening through old episodes, thank you very much. I I appreciate that. That's really cool. Uh, hopefully, I'll get mo- more of them up soon. I'm just trying to post like seven, ten a day, just slowly work them all back in here. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, take it easy. Hope you had a great week. Hope you continue to have a great week. And I'll see you next time. Later.